If you're from Wilmington, you've probably got a story about basketball legend Michael Jordan. Here's mine. It was April of 1982, and I was in sixth grade at what was then called Annie H. Snipes Elementary School on Chestnut Street in Wilmington. It was rebuilt in the same location in 2010, um, it's now called Snipes Academy of Art and Design. But Jordan, who had starred locally for Laney High School, was a guest of Wilmington's North Carolina Isaiah Festival that year, 1982. As part of what I presume was a mini tour of area schools, he visited our tiny little Snipes gym. Now keep in mind that just a few days earlier, Jordan had hit the game-winning shot for the University of North Carolina men's basketball team in its national championship victory over Georgetown. As a UNC grad, I remember that shot very well. But the Star Guard and Wilmington natives spoke to the assembled student body, although I clearly remember not being able to hear a word he said. It was the definition of deafening, of deafening, deafeningly loud. Um, the gym was small, but Jordan didn't have a microphone. The students had been whipped into this state of excitement by his appearance. You know, we'd all seen him on TV, and we were all we were just awed by the star player. We'd all seen ascend to fame. It was like in real time when he sank the shot. The shot, capital letters, on national TV. Um, Jordan was probably there in the gym for 15 minutes or less, but I've still, I've never forgotten that moment, you know, because he's Michael Jordan. Now, fast forward four decades, Jordan is still one of the most famous people on the planet, um, even though he hasn't played basketball in nearly 20 years. Uh, He won six NBA titles. He's the current owner of the Charlotte Hornets, uh, not to mention being an icon of popular culture. So, you know, the disconnect between Jordan's kind of outsized level of worldwide fame and the relatively subdued acknowledgement of it as you drive around Wilmington has always been kind of curious to me. Um, I've always wondered about it, and as part of a story for the Star News that came out this week, I've taken an in-depth look at it. Uh, one of my sources for this story and my guest today on Cape Fear on Earth is a former colleague, Star News sports writer Chuck Carey. Chuck is retired, but he covered Jordan during uh, his playing days at Laney. Um, And so Chuck joins me today to talk about Michael Jordan's legacy in Wilmington, what he means to this town, and uh, maybe a little bit on what this town means to Michael Jordan. Okay, so I'm here with uh, Mr. Chuck Carey, my former colleague at the Star News, a wonderful guy. Chuck, thank you for um, taking time to talk to Cape Fear and Earth. Well, thank you, John. It's uh, my pleasure. So what's the, do you remember the first time you ever remember hearing the name Michael Jordan or knowing anything about Michael Jordan? I think you mentioned to me you started covering sports here in uh, 1978. Uh, Yes, Uh, it was Michael Jordan's uh, sophomore year. Uh, uh, We basically covered only the varsity and we covered part of the girls games and everything at that time. And then later we started covering both the boys and the girls, but one of the things was the JV game, which Michael played on as a sophomore. Right. Uh, that started about 4.30, maybe, uh, and all. And we kept hearing uh, uh, all these things about this one kid, Jordan, that kept scoring all these points in the JV games. Right. Uh, uh, I, I would have to go and, uh, and, and get the information uh, to put in the article. And I kept hearing this Jordan a guy would score like 28 points. He'd score 35. Uh, he'd score wow. all these points on the JV. 
And it was like, wow, wow. And then you saw him, and he was he was a small kid. He was like 5'9", or, or he may have been 5'11", but he wasn't more than, uh, I think he was more like 5'9". Yeah. And, uh, but clearly he had talent. I mean, obviously he had talent. And then yeah. uh, his junior year, he's on the varsity, and uh, suddenly he's grown to 6'2". <laughs> wow. He comes back over the summer, and he's 6'2". That's a growth spurt right there. Right, right. Well, well, that was only the start of his, his growth spurt. Uh, so he had a really good junior year. It was, you know, it was great. And uh, and then uh, that summer uh, after his junior year, between his junior and senior year, he went to. Uh, it's no longer around, but it was five star camp. Uh, uh, there was a Howard Garfinkel. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was in. I think it was up in New York or somewhere or, or somewhere. Well, it was somewhere up north. And uh, anyway, Roy Williams went there and saw him. And he came back and and told Dean Smith that I just saw the best sixth. Uh, and uh, he, had, he had also grown another uh, two inches to six four uh, before his, uh, in, you know, after his junior year that summer. Yeah. And uh Roy Williams uh, was in was the uh, he was the he was the top assistant for Dean Smith in North Carolina, and he was at the five star camp and he saw Jordan, yeah. and he came back and told Smith he had seen the best six four player he'd ever seen, <laughs> and that started the process yeah, of wow. them uh, suddenly uh, recruiting Jordan, and uh, Jordan had a tough decision. Uh, I think I think he. He loved uh, NC State because of David Thompson. Yeah. Too, you know, I mean, yeah. that was his idol. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, he idolized David Thompson because their style of play was very, very similar. Very similar. You know, so, but then uh, uh, I think his family, his mom in particular, really liked uh, uh, Roy Williams and Dean Smith. So um, he, uh, he, he had a signing at his house uh well, he made the announcement that he was uh, going to go play for the North Carolina Tar Heels. And everybody here was really, really happy. So his senior year, uh, things just went haywire <laughs> around here. I mean, wow. I mean, you had to show up. Uh, I mean, people wanted to see Jordan play. Wow. Uh, and so people started showing up at, uh, in order to get a seat, you had to show up about five o'clock. Wow. You weren't going to be able to get a seat, and the fire marshals were not going to let uh, any more people <laughs> in after a certain point. And so people waited to see Jordan play, and uh, he didn't disappoint anybody, yeah. obviously. A uh, couple of times I saw the, the legendary Dean Smith in the stands. Uh, he sat way up at the top of the bleachers yeah. and was watching Michael Jordan play. I mean, uh, so it was it, it was just amazing to see, uh, you know, all of that transpire. And uh, I think the the thing that most people remember that year is that uh, they had the Brogdon Christmas tournament at uh, at New Hanover, right? And and, and Laney and Hoggett, I mean, I mean Laney New Hanover were in the same conference so they had to play regular season conference games as well well they played in the uh the uh brogdon tournament and jordan's 
basically single-handedly beat New Hanover. Uh, uh, and New Hanover had a great, great team. New Hanover had more talent. Huh. Uh, but uh, they had uh, Ron Drill who is a legend around here. Yeah. He's oh, a yeah. playground legend. He was a playground legend around here. Uh, they had Kenny Gaddison, who ended up playing at Old Dominion. Yeah. And he ended up playing the year and playing in the NBA. And then they also had... Um, um, uh, they also had Clyde Simmons who ended up being oh, man. a football player. I mean, and that's and a stack, were, that, that's a stacked Wildcat uh, team right there. It really was, and uh, they were they were clearly better than uh, Laney because while Laney had uh, another player, Leroy Smith, that was like six eight, and he ended up playing uh, at UNC Charlotte and overseas, but. Uh, Three times, uh, Laney Jordan took over the game in the final quarter and just hmm. he scored basically almost every point wow. and won. Well, then you fast forward to the semifinal round of the conference tournament at Laney and Hanover and Laney are playing again for a fourth time. <laughs> wow! Oh my God! <laughs> and and this time Laney was ahead and. Jordan fouled out with uh, 58 seconds left in the game. And, I mean, and um, Laney was up by eight points. And with Jordan out of the game, Hanover came back and beat him. Oh, wow. Man, that's crazy. Well, and this, and crazy. The, and, <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, and it's so cool that you were that you know that you were there for all that, Chuck. But at the same time, right, I mean, he was obviously highly touted coming out of high school, but it wasn't. You know, I think about it. It wasn't like a LeBron or like a Kobe situation, right? Where he's, oh, this kid's going to come and he's going to go and straight to the NBA and start. I mean, that was a different time, also. But um, right. But he wasn't necessarily thought to be okay. He was going to be this instant college star player, either, right? Well, that's no. Uh, I actually thought he was. Okay. Well, well yeah. Well, 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 I mean, Chuck, you knew better than most. Chuck, you knew better than most then. But, but see, I was in the minority in that one because uh, my friend Gene Motley, he was at Channel Three. Yeah, I remember he Gene. Said that uh, there was no way that that Jordan was going to start as a freshman, and I said, "Oh, he he will start as a freshman." <laughs> he said, "Good, he will start as a freshman." He yeah. said, "There's no way," and, and he said that Dean Smith rarely starts freshman. I said, "Well, this is not just any ordinary yeah. freshman, uh-huh. you know." I knew how good Jordan was, and and. And I think what made it just so, uh, you know, special was that that last shot in the championship game. Oh, man. Uh, that yep. shot was designed for Jordan. Yep. I yep. mean, imagine that. You, you have James Worthy. You have Sam Perkins. <laughs> I mean, NBA you know, All-Stars, both of those guys. Those NBA guys. And, I mean, and James Worthy was just like the – he was the best player around. I mean, yeah. You know, and, and, and however, the shot was set up for Jordan, and he just calmly sank that yeah. shot. I mean, it was just like he had made that shot all of his life, you know? Yeah. Well, and, they, and to me, and that's what really started the, okay, now that was what really put him on a national stage right there, right? right. And then obviously, right. and then what, you know... One kind of thing that got me writing the story that I wrote was that, you know, we've always had a, you know, an interest. I don't know. It's a complicated um, relationship with Wilmington and Jordan, right? Right. 
Uh, and others, you know, and I've and I've looked into it. I mean, other sports stars, you know, from small towns have had kind of uh, similar relationships. I think like Dominique Wilkins, he came from Washington, uh, North Carolina. Right. I think uh, they just retired his high school jersey, like you know, eight or ten years ago. <laughs> so right. it's not like you know they. It, so it's like there's always. I don't know if it's like there's something, and I don't know if it's about you know this extreme level of fame, and you're coming from a small town. And that makes it kind of awkward, you know, in the sense that, you know, right. I don't know. Do you have any theories as to why, you know, because I've always I've heard many different things. Some people think, you know, there should be a big statue downtown and other people think that, you know, yeah. like the level of yeah. recognition we have is OK. Like, you know, like our Fred Lynch said, you know, he thinks it's you know, he's got a gym named after him. He's got the stretch of I-40, you know. Right. That's all there well, should be. But I mean, do you have any theories as to why he's maybe not more publicly recognized in Wilmington than he is? think that part of it is around here is that uh, like uh, well well, I think a good example is Trot Nixon. Have you ever known anything to be named after Trot Nixon here mm-hmm. even though he moved back here? Remember? Right, he that's a good point. Here. He's one of the yeah. few stars that came back. Everybody yeah. else leaves goes away and they don't True. come back. And, right, and, he lives uh, here now I think. Trot right. does. And, <laughs> so Trot hasn't had anything named and my theory is that Wilmington, while it's, it has a rich history in sports, it's not a sports town. Yeah, you know, and all, and I think that's the that seems to be the uh, the, the the big thing. That's why there's a statue of Jordan or anybody else for that matter. You know, sports wise. Yeah. Uh, I just think that it's it's just you know uh, I don't know. It it feels like. Uh, with Michael Jordan, if it were me, if it were left up to me, there would be a statue of <laughs> Michael Jordan uh, and, and and all. Uh, I think part of the problem is that Laney isn't big enough for you to really put a statue right, of right, Jordan out right. there. And uh, like uh, you need a, a big uh, place like uh, had, had Jordan I mean, like, had he played at UNCW and, and, and he accomplished everything that he did, right. you could see a statue out in front of Trash Coliseum yeah. would make a lot of sense. There you go. Or even, <laughs> yeah, or even Brogdon Hall, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. But uh, uh, I just don't think Wilmington's a, a, a really great sports town. It has, it has so much rich sports tradition, but for some reason, the, it just seems like the level of uh, of uh, respect that 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 uh, Jordan and sports teams yeah. around the sports uh, athletes around here get just you know I think it feels it has more of a small town feel about it when it comes to uh, you know uh, recognizing yeah. these great athletes you know that is interesting and you know and he was. Um you know, that is an that is an interesting take, and I think there's a lot of truth in that. And he's talked to you know, and this is I don't know if this is has to do with because I mean I don't want to give the impression that like you know Jordan has abandoned Wilmington. He's come back here no, he many many times, and, no, I think, no. and I think you've even told me he's done many things behind the scenes um, has, that people don't has, even know about. He's done a lot. He really has, John. He's done a lot of things behind the scene, and that's the way he would prefer it. Uh, you know, it's not easy being Michael Jordan because uh, he's so 
he 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 is so famous. Yeah. I mean, he's famous all over the world, and it, he really can't go anywhere. No, I, mean, I remember hearing a story. He had come downtown to some bar, and he was in the bar for maybe two minutes, and he was just like swamped. And it was like, swamped. you know what? Um, that was maybe a mistake. You know, which I just I just think most people can't even conceive of that. You know, you can't of that level of fame. You can't walk anywhere without completely. No just being, you know, the center of attention, whether you want right. to be or not. And I think in his case, he probably doesn't want to be a lot, a lot. No. But, um, you know, he has talked about, and I don't know if this makes his relationship with Wilmington more complicated. I mean, Wilmington, obviously, very different place in the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, he's, he's right. talked about dealing with, uh, in, the, um, in the ESPN documentary, uh, Last Dance, he's talked about, you know, dealing with racism here growing up. Right. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, and that's got to have a, some kind of impact on impact his on feelings him, right? toward Wilmington, right? Right. I think so. I think so. Uh, I know, uh, I think there was something about a girl that he had asked to go to the prom or something, and she said no to him uh, and all, and... Uh, and and I think she was I think she was white and she, and it, it it just really uh I think I think I think it upset her I, I, I mean it upset him because yeah. he was uh he just was uh you know I mean here it was it felt like I'm Michael Jordan I'm a sports star and I can't get uh, anybody to, to go out with me you know? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah that's no, that's, that's, that's that is hard in high school. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard of similar, you know, and I've heard all of, of of similar stories like that. Where I mean, how, how can that not leave a bad taste in your mouth? But at the same time, you know, give him credit for, you know, he's donated a lot of money to Laney uh, and a lot of shoes to Laney, and um, and he, you know, not just Laney, but you know, he's obviously given you know money for these health clinics that are, that are going to open up. So it's just always right. been really interesting to me of, you know. You know, so it's awkward, right? So you don't want to necessarily honor someone who doesn't you know, want the honor, right? right? But at the same time, right. maybe, um, I don't right. know, it might just be kind of time for us to get over ourselves and, you know, right. honor someone <laughs> that, that um, deserves to be honored. And just, you know, and, um, and I don't know how much yes. you want to talk about this, Chuck, but, you know, one of the things people always point to that, oh, you know, he's, he's not on the Walk of Fame downtown, which is kind of, um, you know, not right. being kept up as much like it was. He's not in the... Greater Wilmington Sports Hall of Fame, which you are a member of, and I think you're a former board member. Although, you know, I think when people hear that, they think, what? He's not in the Sports Hall of Fame. But the more you look yes. into it, it it kind of makes sense why he's not. I mean, it's still he still should be, and I think yes. no one's saying he shouldn't well, be. But there's reasons, you know, why it's sure. not been able to happen. And I think part of it is that that level of Wilmington is a small town, and his level of fame is so much that it kind of is a hard well, um, fit in I, way. I, well, what I think, uh, I, I have uh, told them that uh, on the uh, Greater Olympic Sports Hall of Fame that without Michael Jordan, you you lose a lot of credibility. Right. Without, because that's the first thing people want to know. Right, when right. Michael Jordan in, and when you tell them he's not, and you explain that uh, uh, it's in their bylaws that you have to be uh at the event to be right. honored, uh, you know, uh, then, but, but, but see with Jordan, the other thing that I know that is as an owner, uh, an NBA owner, you can't make the commitment to be here in May when your team may be in the playoffs. Right. For sure. Uh, 
You right. don't want to leave your team. So that's something else that, that also plays a role, I think, as well, too. Uh, and and I think they could, what I think they should do is have like a private ceremony for him because if you let everybody else know he's going to be here, then he's right. going to overshadow everyone else. Uh, people are going to show up. Uh, it just, I mean, the, the whole class will be yeah. overlooked, you know? No, for sure. About, Absolutely. And I think that it's, having spoken with uh, Louise McCall, who's, you know, the president of the, the board of the Sports Hall of Fame. Right. And, and I think you even had a, I think you brought up to me, it would be why not? I think what the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame did was they inducted him at, I think, halftime of a Hornets game. Right. So maybe almost you have to go to him, right? I mean, George's not right. going to come to you because right. he doesn't have to. Maybe you go to him and do it at a Hornets game or even, you know, a UNC right. game would be would be nice. Um and then right. you maybe get some statewide recognition for the Sports sure. Hall of Fame. Um, you know, do you think it'll happen? I mean, do you think you'll ever get in the Wilmington? I think eventually, yeah. I think it'll eventually happen. Yeah. Well, what I think they probably need to do is uh, just uh, have like a private ceremony just yeah. for him yeah. and not uh, invite the public in, but just have the uh, people uh, that are part of the Hall of Fame and and just maybe sure. a few of the sponsors, but other than that, I would say that uh, just have a, a private ceremony just strictly for him, because yeah. again, it would be unfair to, for him to be right. one of four or five that goes right. in. Right, no, you know, that would not, not be like everybody else. He's obviously. not. <laughs> well, and, then, and so, and so then. Chuck, you continue to cover even even after you know. I know you covered high school sports a lot in your time here, but um, did you still cover Jordan somewhat even after he went to um, uh, uh, Chapel Hill and then on to the NBA? A little bit, yeah. a little bit, yes, yes. And uh, I do know that uh, he came back to. Uh, uh, he would have. Uh, he had a basketball camp at UNCW uh, and stuff and it didn't go as well as I think he had hoped because uh, he would play pickup games uh, with uh, people uh, around here and uh, some of the Seahawks players were really uh, uh, really focused in on, on really trying to stop him and these things against him, you know, to show that, that yeah. I'm a good player, you know, and stuff. So uh, I remember Scott Wisnett was here, and he was yeah. covering He's the former Star News reporter, yeah. Right, and he, he saw Jordan playing in one of those pickup games, and he called the Chicago Bulls and uh, told him that he was playing pickup games down here and stuff. And uh, that upset Jordan. I think that's one reason Jordan, uh, he decided not to bring the camp back here because of that. Because uh, it was in his contract. He could play pickup all any time that he wanted to. Right, 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 right. But then, yeah, and then, yeah. Well, yeah, I could see how that would um, annoy him. You know, and he's got a, and he's kind of, Notoriously, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder, and that's kind of that's it also that, that is part of what makes him great. Um, and Chuck, I have to ask you to tell this story because I've always thought it was a great story. I think he might have gotten a little annoyed with you one time when you were something about a party at your house or something like oh, that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, he was in high school, <laughs> and uh, I was having uh, see, he and I share the same birthday. Uh, what, what you had the same school. birthday as Michael Jordan? Yes. Wow. Uh, and I was having a party, and he wanted to come, and I told him that he couldn't because he's in high school. Well, <laughs> some of the uh, some of the 
some of his high school teammates they had sisters and all that that uh, that I invited to the party, right. um, and that just did not go over well with Michael. Was uh, he? Well, I shouldn't say it didn't go over well. He was he he, he really teased me about yeah. it a lot. You know, <laughs> he teased me about it a lot. Uh, uh, one thing that Michael did was uh, he worked like nobody else. I mean, yeah. I mean. He, it's no accident he became the greatest player uh, because right. he just worked at his his, his craft. Uh, I remember uh, hearing stories uh, from other people like uh, Glenn Sasser was the football coach and the athletic director at Laney, and he would tell me that he'd have to run Jordan out of the jail, wow. that Jordan would arrive at school about 7 o'clock and stuff, start working out in the gym. And uh, and he'd have to run him off to tell him you have to go to class now. You know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, he just worked at it. He worked at it so much, you know. He yeah. worked at his game so much. Yeah. You know? well, well, Chuck, just to wrap up, I mean, what do you think? I mean, what do you think? I mean, because obviously Michael Jordan has a legacy. He's always going to be connected to Wilmington. He's always going to have some kind of legacy here. Right. And I do feel like he's kind of done it. Well, I don't know. If you look at it in a certain way, it's almost like he's done it on his own terms, right? I mean, he's donated money to where he wants to right. he's you know right. he's done the right. thing he wants to do he's kind of you know true to true to form in some ways he's kind of stayed in control of his narrative and his name even in Wilmington you know that he has um, he has he has, you know, he has he has uh I know that he's uh, done a lot of things to at at uh like uh I think he came into town in and out of town uh and he donated a lot of things to Lowe's home improvement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he came in, yeah, he came during the last hurricane, or after the last hurricane in Florence in 2018, and, you know, uh, did some stuff with Lowe's and handed out food and um, supplies and stuff to people who were affected. So he's definitely been back here, you know, and and I think a lot of times when he shows up, it's, you know, it's not like, hey, Michael Jordan's going to be here, it's just all of a sudden he's here, and he's He's doing something. Right. Right, right. Uh, I think that's the thing about him. As soon as uh, like people see him, and they, I, uh, I know when people see him, they get on the phone. They call their friends and say, <laughs> right. "What's yeah. here?" And right. they all start coming. Uh, I think he was out eating at a restaurant once, and uh, and all of a sudden. Uh, uh, people recognize him and just call their friends, and they all started showing up. So he had to leave. And, no, I believe and I think, it. Then I think it reached. To, I think it reached to a point that he uh, he had to. Uh, you know, the thing I think that Michael Jordan had to do was uh, he finally had to. If he wanted to eat, a little, I mean, like when he had the basketball camp, yeah. he would wait until the, uh, the the restaurant had closed, <laughs> and they would bring in him and his entourage, yeah. uh, and they would sit and eat in there alone. I mean, you know, nice. so that was the only way That's he could go out. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, and then just yeah, so just you know, as we you know, hope you know, I feel like just like I said, he's going to be connected to this town, you know, yes, just because of his, you know, he's from here, so. Um, yeah, hopefully we can find some way to kind of, uh, you know, not maybe not overdo it. You know, we don't need a Michael Jordan statue in every corner, but um, no. but maybe you know, but maybe maybe I don't know, maybe a little more than we have now. We'll see. You know, I'd like to see. Uh, right. I'd like right. to see it kind of maybe uh, solidify because I feel like now it could go either way. I feel like you know we could kind of 
You know, yes. he, he could have a greater presence here or he could kind of just, you know, as he gets older and, you know, not that he's going to ever, ever be forgotten, but as he gets older, it might be kind of a little more uh, uh, tougher to kind of get uh, recognition right. here, you know, in any kind of permanent way. Right, right. I wonder about uh, uh, a statue in a place that, uh, like, uh, uh, like, like where it could be more of like a tourist attraction yeah, yeah. type thing, you know? Uh, there must be a place. Yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be. And I think, you know, and I've heard from I've heard from various people that, you know, there's always there's inquiries being made about that. And and it's a money thing for sure, because, you know, the city couldn't fund it. But um, if a, no. like if a private person funded it, I think the city would find a place to put it. So I think you know, they would hopefully, too. you know, hopefully we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yes. If, you know, yes. we'll and, see if that happens one oh. day. Oh, uh, oh, John. The other thing, I think people are starting to get away from statues yeah. a little bit more now, too. You know, True enough. And stuff. So it could be that it, maybe it's not so much a statue, but um, maybe you just have like a big uh, flag or sign with Michael Jordan's yeah. picture and name on it, or absolutely, or absolutely. You know, You're right. Then, You're absolutely right. It doesn't have to be a statue. It could be some kind. Of, it could be. There's many. They, I mean, it could be a huge mural. It could be. You know, like right. you said, like a little area with like a picture and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, there's, I think what it will be, if anything, is definitely up for discussion. But, um, you know, we'll see, so, you know, we'll see. I think it's, I think it'd be good for the town to kind of, you know, exploit that connection for a lack of a better word, but just to kind of, you know, not exploit it, but kind of, you know, I think it'd be good for the town. And I think it would be, you know, and I do feel like it would have to mean something to him on some level to be recognized. Yes. Whether he would ever so. say so or not, to be recognized, you know, in his hometown, it might, you know, maybe he would uh, do a, go a little ways toward healing some any old wounds that he might feel toward, you know, things that happened yes. to him here growing up. So. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I think his mom. I know. I think his mom is still has a big influence on him too. I would think so. Yeah, yeah I would think so. Uh, uh, one little quick story. Uh, Michael uh, was a Converse All-Star uh, type person growing yeah. up. He loved Converse All-Stars. Oh, really? But yeah, yeah. His, but his mom decided uh, that there was a Nike deal out there that, that would just make him so much money. Yeah. And he wasn't as enthusiastic about Nike at first. Right? <laughs> He's like, oh, that's so funny. But mom, but mom was smart. Mom was a very wise businesswoman. <laughs> well, it's like, as the way things turned out, it's good thing, you know, if we can leave anything, it's like, listen to your mom, because good things right. will happen. <laughs> awesome. Well, Chuck, Chuck Carey, um, retired Star News sports writer extraordinaire, member of the Greater Wilmington Sports Hall of Fame, and just a wonderful all-around guy. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to Kate Fair and Earth about um, your memories of Michael Jordan and your days uh, covering Michael Jordan. Well, thank you, John. It was my pleasure. All right. Thank you, Chuck. Okay. All right, John. And that's it for this episode of Cape Fear on Earth and our look at Michael Jordan's ties to Wilmington. We'll be back soon with another chapter of Wilmington history. Till then, make sure you're a member of our Facebook group where listeners can ask questions about all of our episodes and share their own memories of the region's history. In that group, I post extra content from each episode and links to all my coverage of local history for the Star News. You can find it by searching Cape Fear Unearthed on Facebook. Don't forget to sign up for the Cape Fear on Earth newsletter that goes out every Thursday. Sign up for the newsletter at starnewsonline.com 
slash newsletters. Take Fear on Earth was written, edited, and hosted by yours truly, John Staten. You can find more of my work at starnewsonline.com. The podcast was made possible by listeners and readers like you. Support local journalism and Cape Fear and Earth by subscribing to the Star News today at starnewsonline.com slash subscribe. And while you're subscribing to things, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream this show so you never miss an episode. While you're there, leave us a review, which will help more people find Cape Fear and Earth. Till then, get out and explore the Cape Fear region on your own. You never know what you might unearth.